you're looking for ways to connect with your prospects in more powerful ways, today is that's what we're going to be covering. Hey, I'm Dave Stelzel, and uh, welcome to the uh, podcast this morning. I've got some, I think, some really important stuff to share with you today. And and actually, I'd like to share with you something that you can that you can learn from, or that I learned from from going to church. So this might be a little bit weird, but uh, but that's a, a normal thing for me is to go to church on Sunday. This is not a podcast about religion today. We're going to be talking about selling technology, and I want to I want to share with you a really important concept, one that I think gets overlooked all the time, and there's a good reason why it gets overlooked. But uh, let's dive into it here. Let me let me not get ahead of myself. So again, this is Dave Stelzel, author of The House in the Cloud. And by the way, if you've not ever read The House in the Cloud, I think it's one of the only books on the market that talks to people who, who sell technology about how to sell that technology specifically. There's lots of sales books out there, but not many focused on selling technology and especially the security market. So, uh, so that's what it's focused on. So let's dive into this a little bit. So uh, the last couple of weeks, my pastor has been traveling. And the last two weeks, uh, there have been two different speakers. The first week, we heard from our assistant pastor. The second week, we heard from a guest speaker. Now, I don't want to name any names or anything like that, because uh, what I'm getting ready to say talks about the, the quality of, of teaching, <laughs> I guess, if you will. But, you know, when you get into a sales call, it's important to connect with your audience, whether it's one person or there's a big group or you've had an opportunity to actually speak at some kind of conference. They're all prospects and you have to connect with these people and you have to connect with them fast. Well, here's the interesting thing. The, two weeks ago, I heard a guy speak. And, you know, I can't remember really anything except the topic that he spoke about. Now, I want you to know it's my practice when I'm sitting in some kind of session where I'm supposed to be learning something to pull out my pen and my tablet and take some notes. That's right. I write them by hand. I'm not talking about electronic tablet here. I actually write them down on a piece of paper. I take notes. And I don't often go back and review those notes. I just find the practice of writing down notes helps me to remember stuff. But two weeks ago, I don't really remember anything that took place in that session. In the second one, I remember a lot of it. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's because it was only last week, but that's not the reason, because I can remember things that I've attended that are many, many, many years old, even stuff back in school, high school, grade school, where teachers taught me something. And here's why. In the first example, I... I listened carefully to what the person was saying, but it was all facts and figures. It was all data points. And you know, as he as he spoke, there was nothing that he said that I disagreed with. I wrote down what he said and I thought, yeah, that's a good point, that's a good point. If I go back to my notes, I would find that I probably probably everything that was said is is agreeable to me. However, there were no stories. No stories. The person didn't tell any stories. And so there's a couple of things that happen when there's no stories. One is you tend to zone out, but I'm taking notes, so I'm not really zoning out. I'm, I'm, I'm disciplining myself to stay focused for that one hour. But in the second session, there were stories. And it was interesting the way he told the stories. A story has to have characters in it. A story has to have a climax. A story has to have tension in it. And so as I'm listening to these stories, the tension is what draws you in and gets your brain really thinking about these things. What's going to happen? Is it going to be okay? Is this going to work out for the person? And that tension builds 
to the point where there's some relief given to you. And of course, if you've watched movies, you know, your your brain, your emotion center really wants things to work out for that noble character that the that the the people there have built up. And sometimes the writer of the movie or the writer of the book will introduce a character that inherently is not a good person. You know, they're a criminal. They they do bad things. But yet there's this noble side that's built up the underdog. You want this person to succeed. You want them to come out okay, even though they've done something wrong. And then there's other characters that you just don't care about. And the, the author doesn't do a good job, or the screenwriter, or the producer, or whoever it is, whether it's a movie, or a book, or an article. If the author doesn't do a good job of building up that character, you find you don't really care about the character. You find that you, you can't even remember their name. It's just not a person you care about. And yesterday, I was working on a new training program with a colleague of mine, a partner, putting together a disaster recovery uh, training program, deep dive training on disaster recovery and availability, a program designed to help technology companies build their value and have an upsell opportunity into an area that every business leader cares about, the area of availability. You know, the, the whole network thing and all the technology and all that stuff is an important part of infrastructure. Everybody needs all that stuff, but the leadership of companies don't care about it. What do they care about? They care about the applications, the data, the availability of those applications and data that they run their business on. And when that stuff goes away, nothing works. Well, we're talking, we're working on this material yesterday. We've got this training class coming up on Thursday and one of the uh, one of the things that the my partner here mentioned is he used to sell for salesforce.com and he made the comment we were told that our job is to get in front of customers and tell stories stories about what stories about success stories about mistakes that clients made didn't do the right thing if they'd only done this this would have worked out and here in this case they did it the right way here's how they did it and here is the amazing outcome and when we share those kinds of stories, people tune in. People want to know what happened. And here's another benefit that I've mentioned on a prior podcast, and that is when you share a story, the brain tends to believe it. Now, I'm not asking you to tell stories that aren't true, so don't misread this. What I am saying is that when you start to give data points, the brain goes into this mode of wanting to figure out, is this right or is this wrong? And it takes away from the sale. But when you're sharing something in a story format, they don't have a need to go verify it. The brain assumes it's true. Unless you throw something out there that just seems totally impossible. So as long as it's credible, as long as it's something they can visualize, something that makes sense, it may be something they've never heard before or never understood or didn't really think could happen. But you've shared the story in such a way that it does get them to see it. Now, the problem is, and we sell technology, that technology itself is super technical. And so when people get in front of clients, they tend to dive into that technology. Why? Because we're proud of it, right? We're proud of the technology that we've invented or that we've learned how to configure, that we've learned how to make work. And we want people to know that. And so we dive into the complexity of it and into the bits and the bytes, the protocol stacks, and we show them the amazing knowledge that we've gained and how all this stuff works. How do you stop some kind of 
attack against your company. This this organization got hit with ransomware, and here's what happens inside the firewall and inside you know whatever detection technologies in place. And then there's this other process that kicks off that defends the network. And you know we start getting into all this technology stuff. And the bottom line is, the prospect doesn't really care. And so I'm encouraging you to start thinking of the stories, start thinking of the case studies, but think about the characters, think about the people who were involved in those stories. The story isn't a story unless you've got characters in it, you've got tension in it, and, and your listener is listening and they're wanting that character to emerge as the underdog, to, to win, to emerge victorious. And that creates the story. So start using stories in your sales process. Stop talking about the technology. Start talking about the case studies. And then at some point in the sales process, the left brain jumps in. And I'll tell you, this is what happens. After the person's compelled, after the person believes you, <clears throat> then the left brain jumps in and says, can you give me the details? Or if there's an IT person involved, can you give my technical people the details? How does it work? How does it get configured? They'll get it working, then we can use it. And that, my friends, is the best way to go to market with sales. <clears throat> Again, this is Dave Stelzel, author of The House in the Cloud, talking to you today about how to sell technology, how to beat your competition, how to grow your business this year, and how to drive everything into recurring revenue and always leading with something really important, which, of course, is always data security in my mind or some aspect of it, confidentiality, availability, integrity. Check out the book, House in the Cloud. You can get it online at davidstelzel.net forward slash HC Offer. That's HC Offer. davidstelzel.net forward slash HC Offer. It's almost a great play. Well, uh, <laughs> while they last.